You are listening to Guide to Working at Home.com podcast. Stay tuned. Guide to Working at Home podcast. I am Rita, your host. We have a great show for you today. This is episode number four. We'll look at the different types of interviews and give tips on how to do well in the process. Once you get to this point, congratulations. When competing for a remote job, you are in the pool with candidates from all over the country and perhaps the world. You made it to a point where most of us consider it to be the toughest part of the remote job search process, which is landing the interview. Now it's time to consider how to convince the employer you are the right fit for the job. First, let's talk about the phone interview. Whether it is the first step in the recruiting process or the only tool, We need to take it seriously, just as we would an in-person or a video interview. The key here is preparation. I recommend that you choose a quiet space. I cannot stress this enough. Distractions can kill even the most perfect foam interview. You don't want any type of noise taking the attention away from you as a candidate. Be aware that smartphones and devices can pick up and transmit sounds that we didn't even think it was possible, distracting both you and the person that's interviewing you. So keep that in mind as well. Never plan to interview when your kids are asleep or around because you just they're so unpredictable. So I would recommend you have someone watch your child while you have a foam interview. The key for interviewers is that telecommuting requires a a quiet space so that the candidate can get their tasks done without distraction and this is what employers are looking for and what they're listening for as they interview you over the phone. The second thing I recommend is that you smile. I know it sounds silly because this is a phone interview but oh my goodness smiles can come through And even in your voice, it makes you sound excited and happy to be talking about your qualifications. It can even calm down your nerves and make you feel more confident. And trust me, it's a big difference in how you come across to a potential new boss or company. The next one I want to talk about is possibly standing up. And I know you're probably saying, I'm sitting down for a foam interview. It's a foam interview. But you would be amazed. I'm standing right now as I do this podcast. But standing up makes your voice clear. It helps you take deep breaths, right? And 
it also helps you pace yourself and calm you down so you're not talking so fast that the employer can't understand you. And it helps you pervade confidence in your voice and assertiveness when you're talking about your qualifications and your skills. I also want you to be prepared. Remember, you need to get ready even for a phone interview. You need to have information at your fingertips. It is a good rule of thumb to have your resume, your resume that you tailor. Remember in our last podcast, we talked about tailoring our resumes to the position that we're applying for. So you want to have that tailored copy of your resume. You want to have information about the company. You want to have the job description you want to have any type of correspondence from that company available to you. If you're asked questions about your cover letter and it's not there, and we know that every document, we talked about this, every document needs to be tailored to the company you're applying for. How can you answer those questions if you don't have it in front of you? Right? So you want to make sure you have all that stuff there and then even have something to take notes and so you can ask questions later in the interview process. Ask questions. You want to ask questions. Interviews need to be professional and conversational like. Um, if you think about it, think about the positions that you got hired for. Think about how that interview went. Were you laughing with the interview? Were you guys getting along? Was there the conversation? Did it flow? More than likely, yes. Those are the people that get hired. They're looking for, they know you qualified, right? If you sent your resume and your maybe a cover letter, they know that you have the skills. Now we're looking for a fit. So you want to make sure that you're engaging too. You don't want the employers just to ask questions away. And they don't want to do that either. They want you to ask questions too so they can get a better feel for you and your personalities and how much of a company fit and even a department fit you will be with them. Foam interviews have become an, a bigger and more common way to screen people. I want you to keep this in mind, especially for work at home for positions. Uh, let's be honest here. If you work remotely, you're, you're going to have to rely uh, heavily on your communication skills. And a lot of this may be over voice and it may be over a phone or a video interview or something like that or a conference call. So the employer here is, is looking to see if you have those great communication skills that they need for you to be successful working for home for their company. So remember your personality and how you come across with your communication skills will make a difference between whether you are the candidate with similar skill sets that you have will get the job. Let's talk about the Skype interview or Zoom interview. I know most of you are familiar with Skype, but there's another platform that's really becoming very popular among people who work remotely, and it's called Zoom. Both are video conference conferencing um, programs, so, but it's just different ways to do it. So let's talk about this video conference interview. So this is very common, right? Um, you know, a lot of employers don't just rely over a phone and they want to see you. So um, if you do get this type of interview, don't be surprised. Very common. And a lot of the keys are similar to the phone interview that we just talked. But I want you to, to take into a, a few additional considerations. 
The first one is you need to dress professionally from head to toe. And a lot of remote workers get into this habit of just dressing professionally to, uh, from their top up. But bottoms are important too. You never know if you're going to have to stand up or if they're going to see your bottom. So I would just advise you to dress professionally for head from toe. The next one is a huge one. I want you to declutter your environment. I want you to go on camera before you have an interview, look at yourself, look at the, what is being showed in the camera, and declutter your environment. And then use it as an opportunity to dress up your environment. Like if you want plants or flowers or an artwork or something, just to give it personality, to jazz it up a little bit. Show your personality. It's, it, it, it's pretty much similar to an office you would have in person, right? So you want the employer to see what your work environment will look like if they hire you. I also want you to um, test run your equipment with a friend and make sure that you know what you're doing and that you can effectively um, get to your interview, literally. <laughs> and this is a test, right? If I'm hiring you for a remote position, I need to know that you know the basics about technology. I need to know that you can get onto Skype or you can get onto Zoom and you can um, join the conference meeting that I'm particularly going to be having once a week or a couple times a week or whatever the case may be. I need to know that you can do that. So you need to perform a test with a friend to make sure that the equipment you have is working properly and you know how to use it simply, right? So, and then this, is, this will help you make sure you know and are comfortable with being in front of a, a, a camera, in front of a screen. And then having a chance to get feedback before your interview to adjust for things like lighting and volume and centering yourself and other things that may influence how you come across in an interview. Those are the two common type of interviews for remote positions, but they are there's some other ones that I want to talk about that are less common but could happen, And but I want you to be prepared, but I also want you to be open-minded to the interview process because companies are getting creative every day. So let's talk about some of the less common ones, but are still potential. So let's talk about the panel interview. A panel interview is typically where you have a representative from probably human resources, uh, a representative from the department that you'll be working in, probably a manager, and possibly, possibly an employee that could be a peer of yours if should you get hired. And the goal for the company here is to get a group consensus about candidates. And so each person typically will ask questions to you and then also provide information about his or her role within the company. So the key here for you is to connect with each individual on the panel. You need to connect, right? So here what I suggest you do is Number one, I hope that you would know about this panel interview before it happens and it's not a surprise to you. And you do this by asking questions when the employer uh, wants to interview you. You ask them, they'll, normally they'll tell you it's a phone screening or it's a, um, a meeting, you're gonna be meeting with me or you're gonna be meeting with the department head or you're gonna have a panel interview with somebody for with me from HR, um, such and such from the engineering department, and such and such who works in the in engineering department as this. So if you have those names, 
you should research those people and get to know their background so that you can connect with them. And during the interview, you need to do the following. You need to prepare a question for each individual. You need to connect with each individual, smile, engage, nod your head, be interactive. You need to do this with everybody on that panel, not just your representative or the one that you think is the most important. Let me, I had a student and we talked about, you know, interviewing and we talked about the receptionist. And I told my student that you need to treat everyone like they're the CEO of a company when you're going to interview. And he did. He went in and he treated this reception. He asked her about her day. He got information from her. He was just having a conversation, you know, just going back and forth. You know what happened? That receptionist went to the person who was interviewing him and told that person how much she loved that candidate. And who got the job? He did. You never know who has the most pull in any company. Sometimes the CEO relies on the receptionist. Or in this case, maybe the department manager really relies on this person that is on your interview on your panel. So learn all the names. Ask the interview questions and then send a thank you letter to each one of them. And then also let me tell you, when I used to interview and I used to participate in these panel interviews, my company, we would compare these thank you notes. So do not send the same thank you letter to each person. Personalize it. Okay, that's the reason why we're trying to learn about the people that we're interviewing with and we're asking a different question for each person, right? We're trying to figure out how can we relate to each person. You can do this effectively in a, in a thank you letter if you've done the, the process correctly. So you want to make sure you're aware of that and just keep that in mind. Just one little thing can prevent you from getting a job and you could be the most qualified person in the world, but if you don't do your research, someone else will get the opportunity. The next type of interview is a group interview. These are fun. I like these type of interviews. They do happen online as well. And uh, what you want to do here is use this opportunity as a learning opportunity about the company. Typically what happens in a group interview is multiple candidates are invited to a presentation online about a company and to learn about jobs that may be available. Each job seeker might be able to ask questions either in a group setting or one-on-one after the presentation. So your job is to learn, 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 learn away. And I want you to pay close attention to the group portion. Um, Jot down notes, what stands out to you, what do you still have questions about. I want you to look at those who are giving a presentation, what is their style, you know, how do they communicate. Maybe this is going to give you clues to the company culture. And then I want you to use your interview, your um, interview time or your question and answer time as an informational interview where you're gathering information about the employer you could potentially work with. Now, you need, you should have done your job before going to this group interview, so you should know everything is on the website. So I don't want you to go and ask some questions that are blatantly on the website. I want you to ask questions that are thoughtful, intelligent, that shows the employer that you're really interested about this company. So keep that in mind.
Another type of interview is the career fair interview. And this, and I, you guys are familiar with this, right? But maybe not, maybe not an online career fair, but it's the same purpose. Uh, generally, employers get together in one place uh, online, it's one site, and the purpose of them is, is to give information about their company or the jobs that they're looking um, to field, right? And so your job here is you need to focus on getting to the next round. That is your goal, getting to the next round. And how do you do that? Well, first of all, you find out who's going to be at this career fair. Who are you interested in? Then you go to their website, you learn about them, you learn about who's working for them, you learn about the positions that they typically they typically recruit for before you even go to this um, job fair. So they're giving information about their company, but the goal, you already know this information, right? So you're trying to get to the next round. So with that being said, you don't just drop your resume off and leave. You hold a conversation with these representatives. Some online career fairs are chat-based, and the majority of them are. You will run into some specialized ones that are video conferencing or allow for some type of voice, but be prepared to chat. <laughs> I'm just going to warn you. Most of them are chat-based. So hold a conversation with the representative. Craft your elevator speech beforehand so to get the ball running, rolling so that the employer wants to know you better. Okay, do your research beforehand. We talked about that. So you're, you're asking great, thoughtful questions rather than the basic ones that are on their website or the answer is on their website. And then ask questions about the next step in the process and follow up. Follow up is key in a career fair type interview. The last type of interview is the destination interview. And you're like, you're probably thinking, well, I'm trying to work from home. What do you mean destination type interview? Well, a lot of smaller companies, especially the ones that are located local to you, they might all work from home, but maybe um, their type of way of interviewing is to bring their candidates out for a coffee or go to lunch or dinner. So in these cases, employers will hold an interview at some establishment. And so the key here for you is Similar to the other types of interviews, your job is to show them that you are the right fit for the company. So what I want you to do here is confirm all details in advance. You don't want to find out too late that your interviewer is at a Starbucks across town when you assume they're going to be at this one, a different one, maybe closer to you. You need to know how you can recognize the interviewer. If it's a busy spot, how will you spot them out? Okay, and if you're going to dinner or lunch and they order a drink that has alcohol in it, I suggest, I suggest that you do not just politely decline if they offer. Get a water, get a tea, get ice lemonade. Stay away from alcohol, okay? And then follow the interviewer's lead. If you're out to lunch or dinner, and they order a hamburger, don't order a steak. <laughs> you don't want your meal to be three times the amount of the person you're interviewing with. Just, it's just a little bit of just courtesy and common sense, basically. 
and choose something that is not messy or difficult to eat over conversation. You don't want something that's going to make you have a bad breath, going to be messy, you know, on your clothes. You, it's just a no. Just do something simple. Okay. Make sure your table manners are great. And remember, overall, it's still an interview. Dress appropriately, business attire, bring your portfolio, other materials, extra resumes in case someone else stops by. Um, Jot down notes and come prepared with questions. And always follow up as you would with any type of interview. Don't care what type of interview, follow up within 24 hours and express gratitude and enthusiasm. Overall, whatever type of interview you have, don't sweat (laughs) if the process is different than what we talked about today. Companies are getting so creative and it's cool that they're getting creative because it shows their personality, right? Um, So you need to be able to roll with the punches, go with the flow, remain calm and confident and be able to take whatever comes your way. A lot of times in interviews, that's what recruiters are looking for. They're they're looking for somebody who can roll with the punches. They can, they can, you know, prepare, but then also adapt to what's thrown their way. So remember that we're here for you. Thank you so much, much for tuning in. And good luck in your job search process. We wish you the best. And we hope to see you in the next episode.